There we go. All right. Uh, thank you for joining me on another episode of Fruitful Homemaker. Today, I have with me Kathy Reek, who is the president of the Elizabeth Elliott Foundation. So hi, Kathy. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, thank you for asking, Emily. It's a delight to be here. Yes. Would you mind introducing yourself to those listening today? Well, my name is Kathy, uh, and my maiden name was Rex, and my married name is Reeg. And so I am a mother of three and um, grandmother of nine, and blessed beyond measure. But right now, the role that God has for me in my life, um, oh, and, and my husband of nearly 48 years, um, together here in Arkansas with the snow. Uh, but what God has me doing right now in my life is president of the Elizabeth Elliott Foundation, putting that together. And so I am thrilled to be a part of this, this work that God ordained long before I was ever born. So here I am. Oh, that's great. Well, I'm so happy to be talking with you. And so let's talk about Elizabeth Elliott. Um, you know, who is she and why does she have such a big impact on Christian women today? Who is Elizabeth Elliott? Well, um, maybe many of you have read um, the new book that Ellen Vaughn just wrote called Becoming Elizabeth Elliott. That might be a great precursor to find out who she really is, but she was um, uh, born many, many years ago, um, and she was born to parents of missionaries in Brussels, actually, and she became inclined herself to go to the mission field when she was quite young, and her story then goes from, from her home to in the United States and Ecuador. And then she um, had an interesting story when she got there and then came back to the United States with a young daughter and spent the rest of her life sharing that story, that testimony, and then writing books about it. So she was precious and a mentor to uh, vast numbers of women, myself included, um, and continues to be today. Uh, as mothers and um, as I, I think she she makes such an impact because she has a diverse ministry to so many different women and men on so many different levels. I mean, as a as a widow, as um, a single missionary, um, she can talk about loneliness. She can talk about suffering. Uh, she can talk about what it's like to be a sister, um, a daughter. Um, I mean, there are just so many levels of her life that she experienced that people can relate to that are just, um, I, I think they feel like they're just right there with her and understand her and that she understands them. And she was pretty much a, um, I think they say a no holds bar. I mean, she, she didn't hold back. Um, when it came to truth, doctrinally sound truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I mean, that was, that was key for everything. So mm -hmm. that's a little bit about who she is, but hopefully through this conversation today, it will pique 
um, the listener's interest and they'll just want to dig further and see who is this Elizabeth Elliot who spells mm-hmm. her name Elizabeth with an S and not a Z. Oh yes, absolutely. Uh, Elizabeth wrote and spoke often on the topic of suffering. So how did she point others to Christ during the times of experiencing deep sorrow? Well, I think she could obviously relate um, always to what it was like to lose a spouse or to be lonely or to shed tears um, uh, to go through loss and, and turmoil in her own life. And a lot of which people don't, aren't even aware of um, that she went through. But God gave her that ability to write about suffering when she was experiencing suffering on many, many occasions, um, unbeknownst to a lot of people. So I think that um, when I when I go back and think about the words that she says, I go to lamp it to my feet. That's it's one of my favorites. It's just kind of a daily six month um, devotional. And uh, speaking of devotionals, we will have a couple of those coming out this year through um, Dayspring, our, our publishing, um, a little perpetual calendar. Uh, those. Cute little calendars you can put above your sink and just be inspired each day by little quotes or Bible verses. And then uh, a 31-day devotional that we kind of unearth. It's never been published before. So I go back to, to those things of what Elizabeth wrote and, and her, I mean, tried and true. It was It was go to the Bible, period. I mean, if you have five minutes and you either read Lamp Into My Feet or you, you read the Bible, always choose the Bible first. Always. And I think that was when you're talking about going through sorrow or going through difficulties, people can write about that. You can be encouraged by that. Um, and I don't say don't read books. I think you should. I think tried and true individuals who have lived and died um, as faithful servants and have run the race well. I think um, reading those books and being encouraged and inspired, but I don't think that Elizabeth would ever say that anything other than the Word of God would be the source when when it comes to um, suffering. She would always point people to the cross, always point them to Jesus. And, I mean, I think... I don't think you could say anything else about that. Um. Oh, yes. That's one thing that I um, truly appreciate about about Elizabeth is that um, she's always giving scripture and where to go in the Bible for, you know, things like suffering and where to find your peace. And she truly, you know, gives you this desire to know the scriptures well. Um, because that is what she wanted to base what she was talking about um, just in the scripture and, and always pointing to Christ. And so, yeah, she um, has just been really foundational for me in my life of um, that it, it's always, you know, to go to the scripture, like you said, to read your Bible first, to go to scripture and then 
you know, go on to reading your other books. But um, speaking of books, if someone has never read any of her books, which one would you recommend reading first and why? Well, I think, and I, and I pulled out one of her, this is an original um, first edition of Through Gates of Splendor. And so it's, uh, I, I would have to say, to know about Jim and Elizabeth. Now, she would not say that was her, her greatest work, for sure. Uh, she never thought so because she was actually put in a hotel room for a week or two and said, write, um, because they really felt like she was the one to write the book. Um, and so she did write it. And, and there were things she probably may have changed in it or not thinking, but it was evident that it was not Elizabeth who wrote the book. It was the Lord. I mean, there's no other story that has impacted the life of men and women throughout the decades to go on the mission field than through Gates of Splendor. I mean, it, it has been a phenomenal um, book, not because Elizabeth wrote it. It was God's story, yes, through these five missionaries and their wives. But, you know, he just through the power of the Holy Spirit, just put it right through on those pages so that anybody that would pick up through Gates of Splendor would read it. And if God was speaking to their heart and impressing upon them, I mean, it was very clear, I'm called to this. I'm called to do this very thing. So I would say to know the story about, you know, about Elizabeth and about Jim and, um, where where it began through Gates of Splendor is, is a wonderful place to start. But my my personal favorite uh, is Discipline the Glad Surrender. This is another first edition. But it's a to me, if if you are intent and in growing in your relationship with Christ, you know, I'm kind of an undisciplined loosey goosey and you know dishes get done, that's okay. If they don't get done, that's okay too. And I was always kind of, when my kids were young, this is what you see is what you get. And uh, not about impressing people. Um, but God showed me when I became involved in, in BSF, um, I was like, Kathy, you know, that's all good and well, but I'm a God of order too. <laughs> and so you need a little discipline in your life, sweetheart. So um, I, I, saw that very clearly and um he was preparing me for something else with with um to teach the word of god in bsf but this book a discipline the glad surrender is really is really wonderful it it um it really reminds you that um it's not all about a warm fuzzy or being you know happy or feeling good, it is, it's being committed, committed to Christ, disciplined, you know, it's, it's like she says, discipline your mind, body, possessions, time, feeling, overcome anxiety, change poor work habits and attitudes towards your job, your co-workers, employer, trust God in times of trial, hardship, let Christ have control in all areas. I think that's the key. Trusting God enough to have control 
over your life in every area, not just, you know, not just a few places. And then keep that closet over there to yourself that you're going to um, hold on to the areas that you want to control. It is, it is literally dying to yourself like um, Amy Carmichael's biography. I mean, it, it, it really is. It's denying yourself, taking up your cross, and following Jesus. So, so it was really sweet, this, this book to me. But I would encourage you, don't read it unless you really want to be convicted and, and, and have some. I don't have that one. I have a few, I think four or five of her books, but there are just a few of them that I don't have. So I wrote that one down to put on my list to get next because she does speak about being disciplined. And I think often about her with order and how she in the home and how she said, you know, if things are just everywhere and, you know, your children can't put, put back their toys because there's no place for them. Well, you have too much stuff. You got to, she's like, in our home, we had a place for everything. And so I think about that often when I look at my children's rooms or even my room. I'm like, you know, I think I might have one too many things. And so we just go go through, the kids and I go through, we just organize and try to find a place for things. And if we don't have a place for it, then we can donate it or do whatever. But that's been, that has been helpful. I could, I could use that in my room right now, honestly. <laughs> Some organization because it kind of goes, I slide back, you know, you slide back into that. Um, and let me tell you something, going through every bit of, um, uh, my husband and I walk alongside Lars, um, Elizabeth's third husband, and um, as he struggles with his own dementia. And so we have much of, of Elizabeth's things here and through the foundation and all those things. Um, you know, and as I go through, and I know Lars was kind of one of those, bah, like this helter-skelter. He's, she would hate going into his office because it was just like a tornado went through. No, but Elizabeth's is like ordered and everything. You can go back through um, everything from journals to, you know, I mean, every place she went, every place she spoke, it's all all recorded in a in a book, you know. So I can go there anytime to see. I mean, Elizabeth, you talk about disciplined in that way and ordered. She was absolutely, absolutely. So. I'm, I'm way, she's way over here and I'm, you know, somewhere in, in here, but I've learned a lot through this discipline, neglect, surrender. Yeah, I have. All right. So this is one of our last questions and it is about the Elizabeth Elliott Foundation. So would you tell us more about it? Well, the Elizabeth Elliott Foundation was, um, something that God put on my heart um, the weekend that I was in Magnolia that Elizabeth had passed away and I was there for the funeral. And he first impressed my heart and then I went back a month later uh, to spend some time with Lars and we, hours of the night, it was just a foundation. Elizabeth's life work needs to be under a foundation. And so I just kind of like Mary pondered it in my heart and prayed over it. 
And that was in 2015. And so I just kept asking, Lord, what, what do you want me to do next? Um, and approached Lars about it several times. And he didn't think anybody would really care about listening to her things or what was going on. And, you know, it was just kind of a fractured a little bit. So I continued to pray about it. And when God moved us from Charleston to Arkansas, um, and then Lars moved here uh, to be closer to us, then we began to put it in motion. Between Valerie and Lars, um, they were both in agreement to do it. And so we formed a foundation. And what we basically are is a foundation to preserve and to protect the legacy of Elizabeth and to make available all of her talks, um, her you know, newsletters, um, much of, of her photographs, you know, with family, with all different things, and to, to preserve that and to make it available to anyone and everyone across the world who wants to be encouraged by, who wants to listen to sound doctrine, who wants to be discipled um, by someone that is, is steadfast in the faith. And so that's who we are. And that's where we are. We have um, we became a foundation in uh, June of 2020. We uh, applied for a 501c3, but it's still not a- approved yet. So who knows if it'll ever be approved? We have no idea. But that's okay because it's there and it's a library of resources that we we have unearthed. And we put up a little website in June, but in November we introduced even more things and I'll tell you, Emily, it's just incredible to see every day. It seems like we come up with more things um, with Elizabeth's talks. There's new. I mean, just last week we discovered some podcasts or not podcasts, but some uh, YouTube things that we'd never seen before. So um, videos. So we're always unearthing things and hoping to, you know, add to the site. But I think you could. My daughter, who actually uh, is my youngest child, whose birthday I told you today is today, Emily. She also um, is the media uh, director for Elizabeth Elliott. So she does all the, the posts on social media. And as we began looking at it, we were like, uh, you could quote Elizabeth for the next 20 years and never use the same quote. I mean, it's just like, it's just, unending these things and it's not because it's elizabeth elliott it's because it's a woman that god used for his glory that's what it's about yeah so that's right it really is such a great resource the like you said it seems like you're adding more things as time goes on and you can find Mm -hmm. the podcast episodes on there devotionals even the timeline of Elizabeth's life is so helpful and you can watch lectures Mm -hmm. and look at the newsletter. And so it, um, it has been a great resource for me. And so I encourage everyone to go and look and see what you can find on there because it is, it's even fun just going and looking at the photos too and seeing her life throughout the years. Mm -hmm. And we will be expanding in time. Hopefully there'll be a, I'm hoping for a Cornell Kappa area 
there um, that you can see more of those photos that he took when she was in Ecuador, um, actually with Valerie. And um, there's some books that are out of print. Uh, one is The Savage My Kinsman that has many of those in there. But it was really, it's really exciting to see how many things there really are out there that we can make available to everyone and what God is doing to really open this up. We get we get emails and, and calls from all over the world of people that have been so encouraged or people that are wanting to share their testimony of what God's done in their life through listening to Elizabeth's talks on Gateway to Joy or whatever it might be. So it's it's just exciting and when there's lots of things in the works too. Like I said with Museum of the Bible uh, with a possible movie, with all, you know, books that are, are going to be reprinted and um, brought back out. Uh, God is, this is his work, not the foundations or anyone else's. So to him, be all praise and glory. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. All right. So our last question is a question I ask each guest on the show, and it's called the fruit of our home. So <laughs> If you have it, do you have one um, recipe from Elizabeth that has been passed down? Well, you know, I don't have a particular recipe of Elizabeth's that's been passed down. And that's something I would have had to have gotten from Valerie. What I do have is right here in Uh front of me is Elizabeth's recipe book. (laughs) Recipe box. Oh, wow. You talk about organized as I'm showing you. That's amazing. It's pretty yeah. exciting. So we can go through casseroles, sandwiches, vegetables, wow. or anything that she's got typed out here. Okay. And, that is and, so great. Yeah. So we've got plenty, and maybe this will be something that we could actually put on the website. Some of her recipes. That would be you amazing. Know? I mean, here's some. here's a broccoli salad, which a lot of people are you know, into broccoli salad now too, but Uh here's done in a little different way of broccoli, you know, seedless grapes. I hadn't thought about that. Dry roasted Uh sunflower seeds and bacon and red onion. Oh, and that's not, Mm. that's not like any broccoli salad that I've eaten lately. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, maybe I'll have to go and see, maybe pick one and I can post it sometime to our Okay. Uh, social media, because that is so great. Of course, she's so well organized that she has a whole yes booklet yeah. of, of many recipes. Yes. Well, Kathy, and thank you so much for... Oh, go on. Oh, no, I was just going to tell you um, what was uh-huh. really fun. Um, and of course, Valerie, I need to send that to Valerie, but not before I make copies of all those things. But um, uh-huh. in her cupboards, her kitchen cupboards are actually, um, when I opened them up for the first time, she had all these recipes for like dressings, salad dressings and things. And a few things that she like rice pudding, things she did really often. And they were right there. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but there again, Elizabeth, who is so organized and who is so disciplined, she's a follow, Uh follow a recipe kind of gal. 
Now, if you talk to yeah. me, I'm not a follower recipe <laughs> I'm, right. I'm a little bit here and a little bit there and how much, you know, measurements, you know, it's kind of like, okay, mm-hmm. but, um, there's a great, a great happy medium. You know, I'm not the author and the, the lecturer that she was or the, the missionary on the mission field either. God gives each of us different calls to what he, mm-hmm. he has planned for our lives. But, um, I love to cook and I know Elizabeth did too. Yeah. So that, that is a blessing. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yes. Well, um, Kathy, it has been so great to have you on. Thank you so much for taking time to talk about Elizabeth Elliott's life and the impact that she's had not only on you, but many other women as well. And um, thank you to those listening. I appreciate it so much. And I hope this was a blessing to you learning more about Elizabeth and I encourage you to read some of our books, listen to the Elizabeth Elliott podcast, and to check out the foundation's website uh, to learn more about her. And I hope you have just a wonderful day.